If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. This week on Dueling Review, we take a look at Gwen Stacy number one from Marvel Comics. The first of Gwen Stacy's amazing adventures. Gwen and Peter may not have met until Amazing Spider-Man number 31, but that doesn't mean Gwen's life began on that page. Learn the never-before-told origin of Gwen Stacy. Top of her class, daughter of the police captain, and her friend Harry Osborn calls her the beauty queen of Standard High. But she's way more than you even know. Gwen's got a science brain, a nose for trouble, and a no-quit attitude that always gets her in trouble. In the early Marvel Universe, that's a recipe for disaster. Gwen, Gwen Stacy, Stacy, number one uh, from Marvel Comics. Um, I, huh, I've i got a lot of thoughts about this, but let, let's let you start this week, Matthew. I feel that there are a lot of comics that ask a question of the reader. Some say... Do you want to see justice served? Some say, do you want to see evil punished? This comic says to me, why do I exist? And I say to the comic, I have no idea. Oh, well, I think, you know, so here I think is probably a big problem that both Marvel and DC have yet to crack. Although DC has done a really good job at attempting it. With their DC Zoom and DC Ink line, which they just turned into DC Kids because they didn't let the let that series blossom. But, um, you know, there's a lot of young uh, adults that are probably into comics and there are probably a good percentage. I would probably say a very large percentage of them who are young women. And this feels like a book that is right up their alley. And, and really it's for anybody, honestly, but I think the big target market is here's Gwen Stacy. Here she is getting into some Nancy drew type troubles uh, inside the Marvel universe. Enjoy. And I think from that perspective, I thought this was really successful in that, in that approach. Um, now I don't know because I'm not a, a young adult uh, female, uh, but um, I I rather enjoyed the story in where it was going. Uh, at times, it felt like maybe the story was going maybe a little bit too long or spinning its wheels in a few places. But overall, if you're trying to introduce, um, you know, new readers to a female heroine that they can uh, get behind, uh, I think this is a is a good way to do it. So that's that's, you know, kind of where I come from on this. I really, really, really like Todd Nuck's art in this in this book. Nuck is good. And I feel like they've paired him with a a strong inker who can help to curb some of the more cartoony tendencies, I Mm -hmm. think. Or maybe Mm -hmm. he's inking himself. I don't know. But that uh, sometimes Nuck has a tendency to go a little too far into the, you know, the world of 1994 image. And here I feel like he's really solid. I just feel like having this be a book set in the past of the Marvel universe, that's full of continuity gags and full of Easter eggs and 
you know, the enforcers and a cameo appearance by Peter Parker and a news story about how Ben Parker's murder is still unsolved. And it just, I don't know. It feels extraneous. It doesn't necessarily feel like a natural progression. And even though they have done some good things here, like, uh, you know, retconning in Yuri Watanabe and Gene DeWolf as partners working for Captain Stacy back mm-hmm, in the day. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of feels like, let's see how many things we can put in here so that everybody can go from page to page. Hey, hey, it's that guy. Well, and, and that may be and that may be the point for people like you so that you can have those hey guy moments. But I have a feeling that there's going to be somebody young out there who's like, doesn't really know a lot about Gwen Stacy, but, you know, has probably seen her around here and there. And it's like, oh, let me read this book. And then, yeah, they may pass Peter Parker at the New York Public Library uh, sitting in the stacks. They may not know uh, the importance of of why Harry Osborn is, you know, uh, in the same school as, as Gwen, but not not Peter. You know, there may be all of these things that are there for those. Hey, it's those guy type people. Um, but I think that. And this is one of the strengths, I think, of Marvel over the years is that they did build that really tight universe uh, there in New York City where everything is interconnected. So, yes, it would not surprise me that if you turned on the television, you would see Mr. Fantastic there going, yes, I'm going to go give a speech to uh, my old uh, school and uh, do these kinds of things, because that just seems like something that would naturally flow in a city packed with with heroes and villains. So that that really kind of makes a lot of sense and doesn't really bother me. The quest- I feel like if you're going to do a story of this type, why not do it in the modern Marvel universe with a character who can still be around and part of things rather than trying to graft this into Spider-Man's girlfriend who's been dead nearly longer than you and I have been oh, no, alive. She's, she's alive, right? As didn't she come back no. and uh, she's got kids with Harry, with uh, the, the no. uh, Green Goblin and all that stuff with Norman Osborn. No, that Osborne. happened before she died. Oh, okay. Well, see, then, you know, then you kind of uh, have something to live. She's been dead since 1973. There have been a couple of clones of her, but yeah, neither see? of them were actually her. Yeah, well, see, then people have a chance to... To experience the Gwen Stacy that you never knew or never had a chance to know in this book. The problem is there are already five or six different stories experiencing the Gwen Stacy we never knew. Well, how many different that this happens all the time in every book. Here's the Iron Man you didn't know. Here is the you know, that's this is why you end up with like 16 different versions of Spider-Man books on there, because each one is telling something different. Okay, that doesn't answer the question of why not do this with a new character and have it be something that's not necessarily tied into Spider-Man. There's a lot of Marvel characters. There are existing Marvel characters with which you could do this same story, and I feel like it might have more weight. I'm not sure why this is a Gwen Stacy story specifically, because Because this is not historically how Gwen Stacy acted either before or after the reveal that she wasn't a giant jerk. I don't know. Uh, this is number one. Why Gwen Stacy? Uh, because she is known and that is how they pitched the story. And the editors were like, yeah, this is a good idea. So that's why it's Gwen Stacy. Uh, why not uh, make up your own new character and tell that story? Uh, because I don't think it has that um, perhaps not that gravitas that you might think, because if it was, you know, Jane Doe running around and her dad just happened to be the captain of the police. 
uh, people would be like, no, no, that's not right. It's uh, it's uh, Captain Stacy is the captain of the police. Uh, so that I, I think the Gwen Stacy thing is just this is the character that they had available. This is what they could do with it. They're not going to pay Christos Gage to come up with a brand new character to introduce into the Marvel Universe in this way because it's not tested. And that could lead to a lot of disaster. Um, so there's there's that. Um, the problems that I have with this is that it's not exactly clear what time period this is supposed to be in because she's dressed like she was in the 60s. Harry Osborn uh, looks like he's he's from the 60s. Yet there's a lot of language that's used in the book that is more modern. And so there's a real inconsistency in what time period this is taking place, matching up with, in fact, even some of the art um, in some of the locations, matching up with that and the and the look that these characters are following. So that is one problem I have. The other problem is how the heck old is Captain Stacy? I mean, this guy is this guy looks like he's drawn like he's 90 years old. And uh, Gwen Stacy's his daughter, and I'm just like, wow, this guy looks like her grandfather. Well, that's the thing. I mean, people were older in the 70s. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Captain Stacy was in his 50s, and he, by the way, died in 1971. Yeah. So any anybody who says, no, Captain Stacy is the captain, is older than you and I. Yeah, see? But yeah, he's he's a man in his 50s. Just like, you know, Ben Parker. When Ben Parker died, he was 49 years old. Yeah, but he wasn't uh, Peter's father. So that's no, a little but bit different. he was different. Peter's uncle. Yeah, that's a little bit different. Who is though. Peter's father's big brother. I mean, my my um, dad's oldest brother is almost 12 years older than my dad. Maybe a little bit more than 12 years because there's like seven kids. So, yeah, um, he's like 12 years older than um, than my dad. So, yeah, you could have... Uncle Ben being, you know, 65 when your dad is 50, uh, that I could see that, but man, Captain Stacy just looked really, really old. And then the picture of the mom looked really, really young. And I don't know how long mom has been gone. I think she died in childbirth. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause there's just that picture of a young mom and I was like, oh, okay. Um, uh, maybe that's the kind of relationship it is. Um, there's nothing wrong with a May, December romance. Um, but I, that was something that just kept throwing me is like, how old is this guy? Um, so yeah, I mean, th- that is, I did not really have a super problem with this. I can see who it's being targeted towards. And I think that that is, I think that's fine. I think the story is fine. Uh, I want to see her get caught up in some Nancy Drew stuff. And that's certainly set up at the end where, you know, her, her father has been kind of, um, uh, uh, set up to take a fall and get out of the picture, but she's going to, with her, with her, uh, team of, of, uh, heroes, she's going to go take down the bad guys. And then she's going to run into potentially the green goblin, or at least that's what we're led to believe. Now we did have up on major spoilers, uh, last week or two weeks ago, the cover for Gwen Stacy number two. And she runs into the X mutants, Jean gray. And it is the original, costumed ex-mutants you know with the with the uh the onesies covering up their heads and everything so yeah the the x-men yeah yeah so it's going to be really interesting 
to see, again, how they're trying to figure out what time period this all is all in. It's the past. Well, yes, of course it's the past, but what period of the past? Well, what time is it now? It is now 8.22 in the p.m., and for those right, of you so who are... so this was 15 are, years ago. So those of, uh, those of you who are listening uh, now, if you would like to actually listen to this show being recorded live, you become, you become a patron member over at patreon.com slash major spoilers, and then you connect your Patreon account to our Discord server, and you have access to all these little secret channels that you can come and hang out in and even listen to us record this show live Thursday nights, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. So bottom line for me is I thought this was fine. I'm kind of interested in reading uh, the next issue of this and maybe the next issue after that. Uh, I want to see how much trouble she can get into. I think that if you are a, a, a specific demographic, you may look at Gwen Stacy as, oh, yes, I can identify with Gwen and I want to read Gwen. And perhaps that is that uh, that little taste, that little flavor, that little push to get you into the greater Spider-Man universe so that you'll then go pick up that amazing Spider-Man book. I really don't. I Again, the hey, it's that guy stuff is really there, I think, for old readers or older readers. But I think for the most part, a lot of this is there for let's attract the new readers. Let's sprinkle in some things. Let's get them addicted onto Gwen Stacy and use that as the, the gateway to the amazing Spider-Man books. What do you think, Matthew? What's your final thought? I don't think that it's successful in reaching either of those audiences. And I feel like the point of this book, uh, it, it feels very much like a mercenary corporate thing of, hey, didn't we have a big movie last year or a year before where there was a Gwen Stacy? Let's have some more Gwen Stacy. Uh, not too long ago, they had a month where every uh, book had an alternate Gwen Stacy cover, which I thought was kind of cute. I think that's fine. I appreciate what they're trying to do here, but I don't think that it really is pitched at younger readers. I don't necessarily feel like it's successful in being kind of a, an untold tales of Spider-Man. Here's some things you didn't know about Gwen Stacy's story. I don't think it's successful in being a, here's you know a new character doing awesome things at some point in the Marvel Universe story. It feels an awful lot to me like Riverdale, where everything is completely muddled, and I don't know... I know I don't necessarily enjoy it, but I don't know who's supposed to enjoy it. And in some ways, it's more frustrating not being able to figure that out because the story is, is the art is quite good. The story is kind of a, yeah, okay, I get it. The story is very much a boilerplate kind of kid detective thing. You know, you've got the dad who's injured. Gwen's going to figure everything out and fix it herself. It's got the enforcers in it. It's got the Green Goblin in it. All of this stuff is here. All of these pieces for what could be something successful and weird and different don't ever really come together for me. I don't know if this is an ongoing. I presume it's an ongoing because it doesn't think have it enough five, sex. I think it is a five-issue miniseries is what it is. Is it a five-issue yeah. miniseries? Mm -hmm. As a five-issue mini, I feel like I might come back and see where it goes. But there is nothing in this issue other than uh, the cute gag in the back of the paper doll and, you know, Knox art that makes me think that I need to come back. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you had said, uh, this feels like Riverdale. I mean, look how popular Riverdale is. Uh, if you're well, looking for the, if you're, Riverdale is popular, but well, who? well, that is why you need to go and check out the demographics for Riverdale because a lot of people are watching it. And I have a feeling that you would draw that Venn diagram and there would be a lot of overlap between the readers of this book 
and the, the fans of Riverdale. Mm. And I think that's where I think that is the target demographic. That's that's my that is my best guess as to who it is. Uh, is this book targeted towards me? No, uh, but neither was uh, Comics Will Break Your Heart. And I loved reading that book. I thought it was enjoyable. And um, and then I would recommend it to a lot of people is really it's a book that's aimed at uh, young adult uh, women. And it works quite well for that. And I think that from my gut feel, that is who they're trying to target here and or and or people who watch Riverdale. So there you go. I say it's a buy. Matthew says it sounds like from you, it's a pass. Definitely. Definitely a pass from Matthew. But thank you, dear listeners, because it was up to you. You are the ones who decided that we should read this book this week. And how did they make that determination, Matthew? They went to patreon.com forward slash major spoilers and they looked for the then current dueling review post. If you're looking for it right now, it's going to be the one for February 19th, I believe. Yes, February 19th. And it's going to have a list of the comics from which you can choose. And you put in your vote for which comic you'd like to see us review next week live on the Discord. Yep, live on the Discord, live to the hard drive, and so much more. Speaking of comics that are coming out next week, next week from Boom Studios, we have Firefly number 14, Heartbeat number 4, the penultimate issue there, Red Mother number 3, and Something is Killing the Children, 1, 2, 3, and 4, all getting 6th through 2nd printings there. Dark Horse Comics has Bang number 1. Uh, they also have Hellboy in the BPRT, BPRD, Return of Effie Kolb. Number one, that one should be rather interesting. I read a early preview of that. I want to say like three or four months ago. Uh, that one looks interesting. I'm not saying that that's what you guys have to vote for. Uh, Skull Digger and Skeleton Boy, number three of six. So that's the middle part of that. Over at DC Comics, it's Aquaman, number 57. Batman, number 89. Deceased, Unkillables, number one of three. Oh, that's oh the one Matthew is all into. Uh, Flash or Forward deceased. number six. Oh, I thought Flash Forward was already over. I don't think so. I thought that that one was uh, the final issue had come out a couple of weeks ago because everyone's already talking about what the fate of Barry Allen or not of Wally West was. Wally West. No, I think they're talking about the uh, the solicitations for the story that comes after Flash Forward. Oh, okay. Uh, spoiler, everybody. Um, Wally West has the power of Doctor Manhattan. Uh, Legion of Superheroes. Uh, nobody, nobody can actually prove that it's based on solicitation image. So Legion Lord of Superheroes number four arrives next week. Metal Men number five lands in stores as does Plunge number one. Wonder Twins number 12, the final issue of that. And Wonder Woman Dead Earth number two. Over at Dynamite, we have Black Terror number four, Death to the Army of Dark or Death to Army of Darkness number one. Deja Thor is number two. Red Sonia Age of Chaos number two. And Vampirilla number eight. Uh, IDW Publishing has DuckTales, Fairies and Scares number three. Also, they have that uh, adaptation of Cobra Kai, Karate Kid Saga Continues number three of four. Yes, Uh, Sensei. Yes, Transformers number 17, all out next week from IDW Publishing. Image Comics has Bitterroot number six, Deadly Class 43, Spawn 305 on the stump number one. Marvel Comics has The Amazing Mary Jane number five. That's probably another reason why we have a Gwen Stacy book, because Mary Jane has her book. Oh, Atlantis right. Atlantis Attacks number two, Captain Marvel number 15, Deadpool number three, Marvel's Voices number one, and Wolverine. Oh, Wolverine's finally getting his book. First a book, Matthew. Uh, Wolverine number one comes out next week. 
It's and a deluxe. It's a deluxe book worth eight bucks. Eight bucks worth of comics right there. That's a way to celebrate a, a character finally getting his own series. Okay, that's not funny. Stop that. Uh, uh, Amalgamama <laughs> Space Zombie number three arrives next week, as does Archie number seven eleven. Uh, Archie meets the B fifty twos also arrives next week. Blade Runner twenty nineteen goes to seven eleven. Yeah, Archie seven eleven. Uh, Blade Runner twenty nineteen number six. Doctor Tomorrow number one. Grim Universe presents twenty twenty. Well, we've been here for two and a half months already, so or a month and a half now. So uh, I already know how grim the universe is. That is an eight dollar book, though. That's another reason why we know it's grim. Uh, Vamp Blade, Vamp Blade, season four, number seven, and we wrap up this list with Visitor number three. Nana or otherwise. So there you go. That is the list of some of the comics coming out next week. As Matthew said, head over to Patreon.com and check out the full list of what is currently scheduled to arrive in stores. Now, there may be last-minute cancellations. There could be a massive storm that shuts things down and causes a publisher to cancel uh, more than half of their publishing line. I mean, it could all happen. But uh, for now, I feel pretty confident that this is the list of comics. And the best part is, let's just say you're like, nah, I don't want to become a patron member. I don't have to pay to vote. Well, here's the best thing. You don't have to pay to vote in this poll. You just head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers, and this is free for everyone. This is free to the world. Everyone can go over there and find that post that Matthew had mentioned, and you can use the comment section and let us know what you want us to uh, to read. Now, perhaps you would like to check out our new limited edition uh, series, uh, Shadow of the Demon Lord. That's a pretty cool RPG uh, game that we are playing. You might be able to check out Flashback if you're a fan of the TV series The Flash. You can catch uh, Matthew's uh, Why Do You Hate Me reviews. Uh, some of those are also free. You can make Matthew uh, read some horrible comics, and he has to read them and write a review on them. So there's that. Uh, it's all over there at patreon.com slash major spoilers. So what are you waiting for? Join the crew. Join the throngs of people that are coming in and supporting everything we do, which means that we make more stuff for you. Plus, you get access to that secret Discord channel where you can hear us record this show live week after week. Thank you so much for downloading and checking us out this week. We certainly do appreciate everything that you do. We will be back next week to review a comic that you pick, and you might also hear Matthew say, Joy to the fishes in the deep blue sea. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.